Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Ultra Posty Thoughts in My Head podcast. I am your host, Adam Lee. Thank you once again for joining me. I'm super pumped to introduce today's guest. He ran a touch over 254 miles on his way to victory at the Capitol Backyard Ultra. His name is Scott Snell. We're getting to that in just a moment. The only bit of housekeeping before that. Uh, A few things on the newsletter went up. The last of which was a couple of reposts of me on a few podcasts with Michael and Matthias of Runner's Resource and Single Track. I had a great time just chatting trail running with them. Check those out. Give them a follow. It was a lot of fun. But today, let's listen to Scott. Today's guest is Capital Backyard Ultra Champion and friend of the newsletter, Scott Snell. Scott's from New Jersey in the U.S., and he's no stranger to the backyard format, having competed in a handful of these races now, and he's won before, too. What made it all the more special this time is he managed to win this one with such a strong field and receive congratulations from none other than Lazarus Lake. Scott, congratulations, and thank you for taking the time today. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I'm so excited to chat with you about this. It's such a crazy experience, but let's start right at the beginning. Can you just tell us a little bit about how the backyard format works? Yeah, yeah. So the backyard format, I mean, it's pretty. It's a pretty simple idea, pretty straightforward. And it, it sounds like super easy, but it, it gets increasingly difficult as it goes on. <laughs> so basically all it is, is it's a 4.167 mile loop. And um, you run that loop every hour on the hour. And um, so it's an, like a elimination style. So runners who don't complete that 4.167 mile loop, they're eliminated from the race. And runners who do complete it, they get to do it again the next hour on the hour. And that's, that's how it works. It just keeps going until the way the backyards are set up, there can only be one winner. So it keeps going until there's one runner who has done one one yard more than any other runner. And so it, it kind of it leaves the possibility that there could be no winner. There's either one winner or no winner. If um, if say for instance two or three runners go out on whatever number of yard they're on and none of them make it back in the hour, then race is over, the race wins and everybody running it gets a big fat DNF. <laughs> the race wins. I love it. The race wins, yep. I, I, that's that's thanks. I think that that um, I think you know those words are thanks to Lazarus Lake, who is, as far as I know, he came up with this whole race format. I don't, I don't think anyone has made any claim against that, and I, so I think he's the originator of it. But uh, he uses that that language to describe the Barkley a lot. It seems like the Barkley marathons, which I think most people have heard of because it's mm-hmm. got the whole Netflix documentary. But uh, you know, he always talks about how. Barkley like the race the race wins you know it's so that I think that's where the it, it's kind of it's it's a last touch to this style of race which he's uh he's 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 taken ultra running and he makes it a, a very unique and interesting sport even, even more so than it already was before before he touched it 
No kidding. You're doing my job because you've segued right into uh, his. He had a race report that you featured on your race report, which I'm going to link to. It's a fantastic read. You're so humble and the story is very fun to, to follow along with. But I just want to I want to read what he wrote. I'm not going to give the whole thing away because people got to log in and read some of it. But this is this is what Laz wrote. Now we are into the 59th yard, and the strongest field in the U.S. so far in 2022 has come down to 56-year-old Jennifer Russo and Scott Snell, who we've been calling the crewless guy. Scott has had none of the luxuries enjoyed by those he left in the dust. No personal tent, no chair, just a pad on the ground, no crew to tend to his needs and fetch supplies, just Scott to take care of his damn self. There's a bit, bunch more there. Like I said, I don't want to give it all away. The He ended it with, anything can happen and anyone can win. And Scott, you won. Without a crew, I love the visual. I love the fact that you're making fans all weekend. You did point out that you had a great uh, pick-me-up from your wife, which you really needed. But just take me through the weekend. All the emotions, there's so much to unpack there from just let us know. Yeah, I mean, there's. I, I, I guess it's kind of like, any other ultra you know there's highs and lows and with it being such a, a you know longer than most ultras you know those those can you could have more of those highs and more of those lows and the lows can be lower and the highs can be higher <laughs> so it's it's really it's a emotional roller coaster ride it's it's sleep deprivation it's exhaustion it's mental fatigue it's everything you know everything in between um so I mean, and and you mentioned the call from my wife, which I I got it. I got to like thank her because she's that's that's not the first time I've I've done the whole phone a friend thing to her, and she <laughs> she's rescued my race because uh, it, it happened actually at the first backyard that I ran, and that was that was run ragged up in uh, uh, oh, that's in Berlin, Connecticut, and uh, that was back in 2019, and I I hit the twenty it was the 25th hour the 20 uh 25th yard there and i was just like i was i was done at that point i was like it was just me and two other guys left but you know it's like they were they were finishing every lap before me and i was just like at the point where i was like losing hope and i was like they're never gonna quit i'm just wasting my time by continuing wow. on and you know when you when you hit that hopeless feeling I, I think that's where your your day is over at the backyard and so I, I actually, I called my wife and I was like, look, um, I think I'm going to quit. I'm, I'm done. I'm tired of this. And she said, she said, she reminded me that the reason I was there, what I said I was going to do was keep going until either I'm the last one or until I time out, whichever comes first. And then I had my two kids at the time who were, you know, a few years younger, they're like six and eight or something like that, somewhere in there. <laughs> and, um, so, and I, and they both, you know, told me to keep going and I, I, I couldn't not keep going after that. So it was just like, it was a boost. And, it, and then on top of it all, like her mom was over helping out watching the kids at the time. And her mom is like, so, so totally New Jersey that she was like, her mom got on the phone or her mom's like, who the F are these guys that are still running? What the, what the F is this? And I was just like, oh, come on. Like, I'm like, they're just, not, they're other ultra runners. You know, we're, we're not even at a hundred miles yet. You know, it's like, I'm done, but they're not done. So that, that's just how it played out that day. And, but, um, but that, that, those phone calls, like they really, you know, kind of, relit the motivation to keep moving both both times so that's that's 
that's always like my last my last resort is call the wife and <laughs> have her tell me to keep going that's super special though right like what a pick me up now you're talking about it as being like the moment of the race for you it it was I mean, in both those races the first the first backyard i did and then this most recent one at capital i was i was ready to quit both times when i when i called like this this most re- both times i was looking for her to just say oh yeah good job come home come be with your family and and both times she's like nah just you said you're gonna keep going you gotta keep going <laughs> so so that's that's what it was and she this, knows this, you better than that she does this time she i was like complaining about how i was um I was I felt like I was sleeping while I was walking and I could and I was like stumbling and couldn't walk in a straight line. And she's like, well, drink some drink of coffee. You brought two cans of, of iced coffee with you. Go drink, finish the lap and chug a chug a can of coffee and keep going. So, you know, that's yeah, that's that's what I did. That's great. <laughs> it it worked. I- it paid off. She she figured you out. I did uh, read part of that, that you had a, a quick nap and you had some volunteers to make sure that you didn't nap too long. Is that the only yeah. time you slept? Yeah, yeah. I, I Well, you know, it, it's hard to say for certain because right. the, the first night I, I was like closing my eyes for a few minutes between between yards on the first night. But it was just like, um, you know, I'd close my eyes and I kind of like did that weird thing where you like you feel like you're falling asleep, but you shake yourself awake mm-hmm. real quick. So I, I did that a few times the first night because I was like the biggest my biggest worry being there without a crew was that I was going to fall asleep and sleep through like the the warning whistles or the or the or the bell. That's if you're not in the starting corral, then you're out. Mm-hmm. So that was my biggest fear, like sleeping through that. And uh, so the first night I didn't really sleep. That was the first night. Then the second night I was doing the same thing, but I was like, I as many people as there were still left in the race, I was like, I know this thing's going to go like all day the second day. So I, I was like, I, I know I got to get sleep. Cause at that point, like my, my walk, anytime I stopped running to, to take a walk break, my, my walking was wavy all over. I could run okay and run a straight line, but my walking was all over the place. So I was like, I know I got to get sleep. So I, I came in with a few minutes extra, one time and that's when i i went over and i asked a volunteer and laz was within earshot when i was asking a volunteer i was like look i'm gonna try and take a nap could you just when the whistle blows if i don't pop up out of my cot can you come wake me up and make sure i don't miss the miss the bell Mm -hmm. and laz heard and he was like rounded up a second volunteer to have like a backup so i was like all right cool I'm, i'm in good hands now awesome and so i went over and i laid down it was like 30 seconds later later the the whistles blew. I was like, okay, I didn't have as much time as I thought. <laughs> so then it was the next lap was the 5 a.m. lap. And I was like, okay, this time, this is my chance to really get a get an actual rest, an actual nap. So I went out that 5 a.m. lap and I I that was the my fastest lap. It was like 43 minutes or something. So I had a good like after I got back and got my volunteers lined up to make sure I don't oversleep, refilled my water bottle. I had like a good 15 minutes to lay down. So I, I laid down in my cot and put the towel over my eyes and I, I was out. And um, and then I woke up on my own when they blew the, the three minute warning whistle. <laughs> nice. And the, and the volunteer, as soon as I woke up, I looked over, the volunteer was looking at me and I just put my hand up and gave a little wave, letting them know I'm, I'm good. I'm, 
I'm up, I'm ready to go. So it was, it worked out perfect. And I think that that 10 minutes of sleep, I mean, it, it just, um, it made that second day so smooth. I was like, I felt refreshed after it surprisingly. That's fantastic. You don't have any excuse with your kids though, I guess. Hey, like you, you, got, you got 10 minutes of sleep, like let's go. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we got a young one. He, he just turned two a few weeks ago. So it's like, yeah, sleep, sleep deprivation is kind of like a normal thing. So not, not a huge deal, I guess. Right in your wheelhouse. Listen to this. So um, this obviously puts you on part of Team USA for an international satellite competition. Can you just kind of tell us how that comes about? What's going on there? Yeah, so that that's kind of like another brainchild of Laz and where he kind of like he took a bad situation and made it like a really good situation. So the whole team thing didn't come about until COVID. I mean, I guess like if you want to look for a silver lining out of COVID, um, this whole backyard team competition could be it if you're into it. Cool. Uh, because uh, it was in 2020, you know, there's it was supposed to be the world competition of the, the back bigs backyard in Tennessee. But with all there were obviously the international athletes couldn't travel internationally to mm -hmm. compete. So that's where when in 2020, Laz said, OK, well, we're going to do a team competition and every country will put together its own 15 person team. And uh, it'll be based on a point system and they'll all run their satellite races in their home country. That way you don't require international travel and all these backyard teams will compete with one another following the same backyard rules. And um, th so that's that's how he ran it. And I, I think it really just like it caught everyone's attention and everyone realized this is something that's kind of cool. And then so as of now, my understanding is that's the plan going forward is on, um, well, so this is 2022. So even years will be the backyard satellite team competition. And then on odd years, it'll be the world competition in Tennessee where the top backyard racers in the world will, will all come to Tennessee to compete for the world championship, individual world, world championship. And then the even years will be the satellite for the team competition. There's so much going on. It's so exciting for you. I could keep talking with you all night, but we're up against the deadline and people should ha just reach out and follow you. Tell them how to do that. Uh, yeah, probably um, my, my blog or my blog site or Instagram are the two best places to find me and follow, see what's going on. Um, so the blog is uh, at uh, beastcoasttrailrunning.com. And my Instagram handle is Beast Coast Trail Running, just with the underscore between the words. Thank you so much, Scott. A huge thank you. A huge congratulations once again. And a huge thank you to all of you listening. Shout out to race volunteers everywhere. And until next time, I'm Adam Lee, and this is Ultra Posty Thoughts in My Head. Yeah.